Good day, this is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcome. In fact, tonight's spotlight on entrepreneurship, decisive action, and inspired outcome, and I can't think of anyone on the internet, female-wise, that is inspiring so many millions of viewers with her empowered focus. Like my guest tonight, Lily Massey. She was born in Santa Barbara, but is a French-American author, web TV host, international internet self-improvement video blogger since 2005, and she's inspired well over 4 million hits on YouTube using social networking sites such as YouTube, Dailymotion, Twitter, Facebook, and her newly born web TV with her bubbly personality. She believes that we can fulfill our potential and manifest our dreams by focusing our thoughts on what we want. She self-published her book, I Lost My Job and Liked It, 30 Days Law Attraction Diary of a Dream Job Seeker After Losing Her Job in February as an Internet Marketing Director in London, England. And her show has attracted the best of the best from Deepak Chopra, Ariel Ford, Debbie Ford, John Gray, uh, Gay Hendricks, Joan Borsinko, Sonia Choquette, and many others to get in touch with Lilu, L-I-L-O-U-M-A-C-E, lilumase.com. You're going to enjoy this. Lilu? Yes. Hey, thank you so <laughs> much for being a part of uh, Building Abundant Success. I hear you're in Yay! Chicago. Chicago! <laughs> 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 I know we're going to have a fun time tonight. Your your life story has been so inspiring, and I wanted you to tell my audience internationally. Uh, you know, we've got people in France, London. Uh, we've got Somalia. We've got Kenya. We've got uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Australia. Yeah, wow. uh, we've got all over the United States. We've got the islands in Canada. So you've got a big listening audience here who may or may not be familiar with you. But give us a few words about the Lila Massey. Oh, where where do I start from? <laughs> <laughs> we want the cradle if you can. <laughs> uh, um, well, I'm, I'm French and American. I'm a grandfather French. I was born in the U.S. in Santa Barbara. Uh, in 77, so now I'm 32 years old, and I, I just had a childhood between France and uh, and, 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 and the U.S., and um, was raised mainly in France, and then my studies, I did international business studies, mm-hmm. um, where I specialized in marketing, and then I decided I couldn't find a job at the end of my studies over in France, so I decided and went into a fight actually with my mom at the time. For me, she was really the problem. <laughs> she was the reason why I was not getting a job. So I decided to go overseas and, and just um, uh, start my adult life, if you will, in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale because I had some friends there that I, I used to babysit their kids. So I just moved there without even knowing what Florida looked like. I just knew there was palm trees and, and, you know, the ocean. So I moved there and I still couldn't find a job months later and I was running out of money. I'm like, Damn, what's happening? I have to go back now, back to France. And uh, just at that moment, um, a, a beautiful, like, kind of angel landed right there. She used to be my manager over in England when I during an internship that I did for Northbound Networks for, for 12 months. 
And she happened to be in Miami on that day, and I had a talk with her, and she said, you got to do the seminar. This is going to help you. And I didn't have even those $400 for the seminar at the time. And she said, don't worry. I'm going to pay for it, and uh, you'll give me back the money later. This is tremendously going to help you. And it just really was uh, three days that transformed my life and where I really kind of put the past in the past and started seeing that I could create anything in the future. And I thought, wow. And and finally, I kind of released a lot of the emotions, and I saw that anything was possible. And a week later after that, I actually had my first job in the travel industry. Eight months after that, I was starting my first company at 23 with Visit, uh, designing, I was designing websites at the time, mainly for the travel industry and designing logos and doing internet marketing campaigns and all that. And I did that for eight years. But what really happened, what was really um, a lot of fun and unexpected was meeting Laura Doctor and Sandy Grayson during those seminars, and we were all participating. And they came to me and said, we have this idea for something called the 100-Day Reality Challenge. Um, Would you like to come and join us? And that was a very cool idea. Originally, it was set up to be a reality show. But with my internet experience, I said, why don't we put that on YouTube, you know, and why don't we um, have video blogs so anybody around the world can participate in this big thing. And, and so we tested on ourselves for one season for 100 days. We stated out some goals and some intentions. And then things started to happen, you know, as we wanted to experience universal laws and the law of attraction and sharing and putting our feedback, you know, and, and sharing our challenges and insights. There's some kind of magic that started happening, just doing those videos and declaring out loud and broadcasting, you know, what we wanted. And we were so amazed by the results that we decided to put that out in a bigger way. So then it was YouTube that was there. So I said, we've got to go for YouTube. I have a good feeling about this. And at the time, YouTube was small. It wasn't bought by Google. And so we followed our intuition and did, and just like Google was bought out. And that's when I started video blogging. So now, I mean, to cut it short, I'm... I have probably over a thousand videos on YouTube, but it really started from doing the 100-day challenge and video blog. And you can see back then, there's such a, an amazing, you know, progress and so many things that have happened. It's, it's really wild, um, including moving back to London, losing my job, writing a book, and now being back in Chicago to pursue my ultimate dream, which is to host a, a, an international inspiring show, empowering millions of people each day. I was wondering... You are what they call bi-coastal. You were born in Santa Barbara, but uh, raised overseas. And I know that education has come into play in everything that you have done. I believe each each and every step we we take in our lives, uh, no matter how what the outcome, it, it builds us. I'm wondering, can you let the audience know what is what was that like for you? Do you remember any parts of the U.S. or were you whisked away as an infant? Back to Europe. Uh, what do you remember of America when you, you know, were growing up? Yeah, that's really interesting. And um, I, I, the fact that I have dual citizenship because I was born in Santa Barbara and have both of my French parents, I think um, I'm like I have a, not a split personality, but I have like it, I always saw the U.S. as as one parent and, and France as the other parent, you know? It's like you need both, and both are different, and both are bringing different things. So one is my mom and one is my dad. The U.S. has allowed me since very little to be, you know, more open and, 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 and 
and go-getter and, you know, and, and an entrepreneur and creative and all that land France has brought in because we moved when I was eight years old. And all those changes were difficult at the time, especially when I had to move from Arizona because we lived in Scottsdale, Arizona between six years old and eight. And I remember this move where my parents said, we're going to move back to the U.S. I had my friends. I had a life deal there. I didn't want to move. I, I didn't want to move. And it felt really like somebody took, you know, like it was a tree and somebody just took those, those roots out of the, the soil. And I was transported back to another country. And it was very painful. And I had a lot of those painful experiences growing up. But what it did to me, though, is that I really feel home now anywhere. I, I, and now that I have grown roots through, you know, doing the seminars and, and the video blogs and, and growing on the path of personal development, you know, the tree is back, it's growing back its roots, but anywhere. It's like I feel, I feel just an international, you know, world citizen. I, I, I don't feel, I feel as American as French. Sometimes there are some things that are coming up with French. You know, France is more, there's a whole structure. It, it, everything is based on intelligence and on, 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 on uh, where you come from. And um, it just, it, it, sometimes it's very, very limiting. It's hard mm-hmm. to succeed and to grow to one level if your parents were medium class, you know, or poor class. It, it's very difficult to grow, to grow up because you're stuck. Because you need a certain diploma and you need to have a certain um, way of, that you talk. It's very, it's rigid. It's less than it was, but it's still very rigid. Whereas in America, you can make anything happen. I mean, this is the American dream. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I am. Um, uh, I have a bit of both. <laughs> I'm a army brat. I traveled. I started school in Japan, lived various places, and I find that the different cultures and people and places I've been. Um, uh, whether it be there or here, I, I yeah. find it adds so much to life. It lets you know oh. that there's variety out there, and to always be open and seeking. Yeah, yeah, and it and it allows the. Uh, I respect you know people from all kind of backgrounds, and I'm and I can have a conversation with highly educated people or some people you know that have. I just I connect really. Um, I think easily with some people that I meet along the way and just have a more open mind. Um, I think travel is fantastic and I, my dream is to have a foundation you know, one day to allow kids of very small age that cannot afford to travel to, to have the funds to, for them to go overseas and, and to see some people from, with a different color of skin and different background and with different cultures and rituals to be exposed to that at a young age because I feel that the, the less you're afraid of differences at a young age, you know, you're, the more, then, then there's just no limit. You, you blend everywhere and it's such a great feeling, that feeling of oneness. I found that out when I started school and then moved back to America and then kept moving. Um, many people that are in your own neighborhood, and you can say that for a lot of people anywhere. They've only been stuck there. I wanted to, you to talk about what is it like going back from America to Europe, then back to America. How, how are things in the job market, and what is the educational process? How do they differ between the two countries? 
Yeah, well, to start with education, um, um, it was when I was in, 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 um, in Cogsdown, I left at eight. Until eight years old, it was very loose in the school that I was at. We were eating popcorn and doing a lot of sports and enjoying. It was a lot about developing, you know, our personality and being ourselves. And I just love that. It was very freeing. It was very creative. And I think, I think that's what makes America so great is right from the beginning and from the shelter, you have that possibility. And then when I got in front, it was a shocker because I had to go back one school. So I found myself with younger kids. I was very tall already at, the, at that age. So it was like, boom, okay. And all of a sudden, it was all about studying hard and studying by the book and, and and it was like so rigid. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. oh, it's so different. It was so difficult. And I had to adapt, you know, again. And it's like, oh, this doesn't fit. This doesn't feel right. And, I, and I've always had that feeling until high school, you know, until the end of high school in France. Because I did then all my studies from that point on. And it's very hard. There's such a high level um, for, for, for to go to high school and to have a high school degree, like we have an exam, it's such a big exam, it's called baccalaureate in France, and we have to study hours and hours and hours, and we're, we're, we're questioned on geography, on philosophy, on mathematics, but like some hard stuff, I had to take some additional classes, you know, on the side for mathematics and scientific stuff, and then you have coefficients, so Let's say you choose economy. My, my major, you had to choose between either uh, literature, economy, or um, or science. But I chose economy because I wanted to go in, in business. So that was more or less the path. And and I had time seven. So whatever I would, I would score in economy was time seven. And you know, it, it, it's just ridiculous work. And I nearly failed that exam. I really nearly failed it, and I had to, I just had to work so hard, and it was so stressful, so stressful. And I and and then I studied uh, more. Your my studies was four year studies, bachelor of European business studies. So it was four years and two years. One year was in France, and then two years abroad, and one year in France. And I like that because I'm like, okay, this is going to open me to other cultures. So I did. I studied at Oxford Brookes University in England during my second year. My third year, I did an internship in England for Ontario Network, and then I continued my placement in in town of in, uh, in Silicon Valley with Ontario Network because I wanted to experience America as an adult. And then I did my final year in France. So it was a very different, again, mode of even Anglo-Saxon, you know, England, between England and France, very different. Again, in France, a lot of books, a lot of studies, a lot of theories, a lot of hours, sitting, a lot of, you know, all that. Whereas in England, boom, right away, okay, you're going to have this, this this dissertation to do or this exercise, but you have the whole library, do it as you want, as long as it's done at the end. You know, I felt like it was more of a... It was putting us really in a situation of managing our own time, and it was more realistic. I think France has a lot of improvements to be done in, in, as far as as far as education. You know, I think it's it's very strict, and it really needs to grow and change. There's many things that needs to change there. In terms of entrepreneurship, because I know that um, you know, in our theme of empowered focus and decisive action, that's something that you did take with that education, you had to really put it into play when you did get fired last uh, winter. 
and uh, I'm sure it was a shock. What was going through your mind after getting all the educational foundation, and then all of a sudden uh, you go back to Europe only to be fired less than a year later? It felt like a big failure. You know, I felt like the biggest loser. I'm like, damn, I cannot believe this. I was so ashamed of myself right there in that moment. I was just like, I've been an entrepreneur for eight years, and now I'm working for a company. I'm being fired. What does this mean about me, you know? How are they going to perceive? How can I? Can, by the time I had already some exposure on YouTube and all my life was exposed, and so right. then I had to tell the people that are watching me for inspiration that I just got fired. I mean, come on, this is really bad. At least that's how I thought it at first. I mean, all of this came in my head like in, you know, in the 30 seconds that followed that phone call, I had this rush of oh, when it was over, you know. Oh, and and oh. and then. I had this sense of relief when I had that phone call. And I'm like, you know what? This is, this, now I have this possibility to do anything that I want. This is the possibility. This is the tremendous opportunity to make anything happen. I have no more boss. I can, I can, I can take it left or right if I want to. This is, this is, there's something that's going to come out of it. And I right away applied all the principles and all the tools that I had to make this happen, and that's how the book came out. So, um, what was your original question? <laughs> well, you answered it beautifully. You were just saying that uh, you had already been in the 100-Day Reality Challenge. You already co-created that, and uh, you had felt so bad about uh, losing a job. I guess anybody would be shocked <laughs> in going through that, but you did take uh, the empowered focus and decisive action and decided to do something and empower you yeah. using not only I, your education but uh, everything that you'd been taught up to that time. Yeah, and then the, 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 the exactly the difference was the 100-day challenge and the support that I had. And even though I was the co-founder of that, and even though I was putting the video on YouTube, it was really the moment to be vulnerable and say what was really happening. Because I knew that by sharing, and that's what I do in my videos, is really sharing the, my journey as authentically as I can. This is Sabrina Marie of Building Abundant Success. Please join me at my website, buildingabundantsuccess.com, or on Facebook at our homepage, Building Abundant Success.